Doggy DNA database tracks owners who don't clean up the poop. America is facing a monkey shortage as demand skyrockets for some monkeys. And a topless voter shocked New Hampshire poll workers in a dispute over political clothing. These are the weird stories for Thursday. They're weird. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm so happy to be here. I have three weird stories for you listeners. My loyal listeners, thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Dog DNA database tracks the owners who don't clean up after their dog's poop. Naples, Italy. Naples is known for its a crime and the mafia. Hey, and maybe the pizzeria or the spicy meatball. But Naples is also having another issue that plagues the residents. Dog poop. Or in Italian, it's called the dog crapola. Now the city of Naples is taking a stance on this new dog poo. According to the media, pet dog DNA will be entered into a citywide registry. Now, samples from piles of the poop left on the street or on the sidewalk will then be entered into the database and be used to identify the irresponsible owners of these dogs who left behind the messy poo-poo. The city will then fine culprits about 685 bucks. That is hefty. That is so steep. I mean, why don't you just get the mafia on it, eh? Get the mafia. Hey, we're going to fit you for some cement shoes if we find your dog poo. What do you think of that? You're going to take a long walk off a short pier if you don't pick up your dogs, you know. You want to take a ride in the trunk, eh? That's what you get for not picking up the stuff that came out of your dog's trunk, eh? Okay, I'm out of my mind, obviously. Uh, Naples, Italy is not the first to do extreme measures in order to counter canine crapola in public spaces. According to the media... Certain cities have tried everything, from the postal service, yes, a Spanish mayor mailed dog poop back to their owners, <laughs> that's awesome, you're getting dog crap in the mail, you deserve it, buddy. Uh, some cities have tried shaming, uh, yes, they've publicized the names of offending dog poop owners as well. Some cities have tried bribery, yes, uh, example, a park in Mexico City offered free Wi-Fi in exchange for bags of your dog poo. <laughs> That's fabulous, actually. I would just go pick up dog poop, dog poo that isn't mine for the free Wi-Fi. Oh, for sure, for sure. The U.S. doesn't have such things. We don't. There's just dog crap everywhere, man. We try to shame you, but it just doesn't work. It says here in the U.S., neighborhoods, apartment complexes, and gated communities have been faster to adopt these ideas than cities themselves. Oh, really? I didn't know about this. Apparently, a condo development in Massachusetts, my home state implemented DNA testing and so far, so far has seen a steep drop in offending dogs with just one owner being charged the $150 fine after genetic testing confirmed their dog's doo-doo was left on someone's lawn. Oh my goodness, this is like some CNI, CNI, CSI dog crap shit. CNI, CSI dog shit, crap, you know what I'm trying to say here. I had no idea Massachusetts was on the cutting edge of the dog crap DNA. That's what you get, huh? Did you friggin' leave your dog crap here, huh? Now, not right where I park my car. What are you out of your mind? Also, a Texas apartment complex used the same technology. They're even more serious about their fines, though. They charge two fifty, and a New Jersey condo complex charges up to a thousand dollars for third-time offenders. Oh boy, that's nutsola right there. People are trying to crack down on this dog crap, and you—you you really have to, man. You know, because some people just don't clean up the shit, 
and then you, man, I can't tell you how many times I've stepped in dog shit in New York and LA, uh, cities that really, you know, have gone dog crazy. They've gone dog crazy. The last two cities I've lived in, honestly, dog bananas, bananas over dogs, little dogs, mostly. And, you know, of course, the, the people that own these dogs, man, look, I don't, I don't want to try to come down hard on you millennials, man, but you just, you don't like work. You don't like to pick up shit. I don't blame you. All right. But hey, someone needs to teach you some responsibility here. You gotta. You don't even pick up after your own shit. I realize that. Your mother's been picking up, up after your shit. But man, you gotta pick up after your dog's shit. I'm sorry to say it, millennials. You gotta do it. All right, this took a strange turn. I'm making fun of millennials here, which I, I am one, but I, I just don't, I don't relate. I just don't, I don't relate. Now, as far as the dog DNA goes, I mean, this is, this is a lot, a lot of technology, a lot of production goes into tracking this kind of uh, DNA and science. I mean, is it really worth it at the end of the day? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, they're passing on the charge of the DNA testing onto the, the culprit. That's why when you get when you get caught in Naples, it's uh, almost $700 because the cost of doing this CSI behind the scenes investigation gets so high that you got to offset it. But it just seems like a, a long way to go. I think we can use, maybe just use some cameras, you know, just have cameras everywhere. They'll call it the dog shit camera. You know, the crapola camera. We're watching you, owner. You pick up your dog poo, all right? You're on camera. We'll, we'll shame you with a viral video on our Facebook page. You don't want to be on our local police department Facebook page with all the other criminals. All right, I've gone way too long with this story. I'm sorry. America is facing a monkey shortage as demand skyrockets for COVID-19 research. The race for a vaccine to help end this pandemic has consumed the scientific community and created an escalating demand for an essential resource— Monkeys. Before drug companies call on human volunteers, monkeys are used in preclinical trials to test the safety and effectiveness of vaccines. But with more than 100 vaccines in development around the world, there aren't enough monkeys to go around. Dr. Skip Bohm, uh, which is that's a perfect doctor name, Skip. If your name is Skip, you, you got to be either a doctor or you got to work at like a sub shop. Skip says there is a shortage that's it. That's all Skip has. Thanks, Skip. Thanks for all that information. There is a shortage of the monkeys. Okay. Like other aspects of society, the pandemic has underscored an already existing problem. Non-human primate research centers have been strained in recent years because of restrictions on imported monkeys from countries like China and India and a lack of funding to support domestic breeding. We've always been in a state where we were always very close to the level of production to meet the demand for research, and that has been the status for several years. When the COVID pandemic came about, though, that just pressed us even further. We are running out of monkeys. Running out of the monkeys. There's a lot of people that own monkeys privately in this country. Why don't you just hit them up for some help? Although, I don't know if you can really give up your pet monkey for science. That would make me sad. You know, how do you how do you let Bobo go? You know what I mean? Some people are like, well, can't you use science and technology to fix the situation? Well, the National Primate Research Center. They try to use the smallest number of animals necessary for scientific results. Unfortunately, it's not currently possible to completely replace animals with computer simulations or cell cultures. They say we hope one day there's a, a way we don't have to use any animals in research. But right now, you know, not all humans are going to submit for an examination where they get regular x-rays, regular CT analysis or blood an- analysis. Rhesus monkeys or rhesus macaws are the most commonly used monkeys for preclinical trials because they share about 93% of their genes with humans. Did you know that? 93%. They're nearly human. And so they're very effective when it comes to these vaccination trials and whatnot. 
Skip wants you to know that uh, their immune systems and immune responses are quite similar to what you see in humans. They can give you a very good idea of safety and efficacy Efficacy in vaccines. Efficacy next to vaccines. Why do you got to do this to me, article? You're making it difficult for Jonesy to get through. I got a public school education here. The Washington National Primate Research Center breeds pigtailed macaws, by the way, which could play an important role in second-generation vaccines. Uh, this species of monkey more resembles humans when it comes to pregnancy and underlying health conditions, as a matter of fact. Uh, the article goes on to talk about Tulane's Monkey Primate Research Center, what they're doing to satisfy the demands with all the monkeys. I mean, uh, basically, we need more monkeys, I guess. I don't know what to do about this. Uh, anybody own some monkeys? We could. Uh... Because one thing's for sure, guys, uh, this is not going to be the last pandemic. I don't think so. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we going to do? Hey, can we use sex dolls in place of uh, monkeys and humans during these, you know, these sex dolls, sex robots? They seem to be human-like. Yeah, maybe not 93% human, but maybe like, I don't know, 50% human? Use them in trials. Ah, come on, find a vaccine. You can use my girl Tracy. Tracy, yeah, she's, uh, she doesn't flinch when you put a needle in her. Um, all right, this is getting out of control. A topless voter shocks New Hampshire poll workers in a dispute over political clothing rule. A New Hampshire woman walked into a polling station on Tuesday with a political t-shirt. She pulled it off in a flash of defiance and voted topless when the officials told her campaign clothing was banned, according to local reports. The unidentified female entered an Exeter gymnasium with a shirt depicting President Trump and the late Senator John McCain. Oh boy. The town moder moderator named Paul told her that she had to either take off the shirt or cover it up. So she slipped it off and grabbed her ballot. She was not wearing anything underneath. <gasps> the shock. Boom, the shirt's off, <laughs> the guy says. And she's standing there. She's saying, how's this? How do you like this? Huh? Can you believe it? She came in, took off the shirt. She got boobs hanging out. She's like, how do you like this? He said there were about 15 voters at the poll at the time. Thankfully, he noticed, no children. But the voting booths had their curtains removed due to the coronavirus. Oh, my goodness. You could see everybody's backside. You could see her naked backside. Andrea Shine witnessed the incident. She said that she thought it was funny. She laughed. I think we all kind of needed it. <laughs> with everything going on in the world, it's like, who cares, really? <laughs> I agree with you, Andrea Shine. With everything going on in the world, who gives a damn? Okay? You got murder hornets, a pandemic, this fires all over the place, rioting. It's crazy. People shooting people. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. The world is crazy. Who cares? I think we need it. I agree with you. Still, it was unexpected for election officials. She could have just gone into the hallway and turned it inside out, you know, said somebody who was really concerned. A real square. <laughs> Adding that he could have had her lawfully removed if he wanted to, but preferred not to escalate the situation. If she felt it was her right, more power to her. Uh, we all laughed about it as things were winding down, so I don't know if it was a setup, but I've never, never, never experienced anything quite like that. I mean, uh, shocking, shocking. The t-shirt's imagery mocked the president and praised the McCain. It read, McCain hero, Trump zero. Yeah, so it was a very old school anti-Trump shirt, <laughs> which I love. She took it old school. She's like, I got nothing. I got no new anti-Trump clothing in my closet, but let me break out this old one. It was probably really tight. And she, you know, she didn't expect to go topless that day, you know, but hey, look what happened. Like, take, you want to, hey, you can't wear that here. Oh, I can't wear it? Then you're going to see my boobs. That's what's going to happen. You either see my Trump shirt or you see my boobs. All right. Are there children here? 
Are we voting? What are we doing here? Now, this begs me to ask the question, like, why can't you have a political T-shirt on or wearing a button for a candidate that you support when you walk in? Now, I'm not saying a giant sign or anything like that or like a bullhorn yelling the person's name. Like, but if you do it tastefully, such as just a shirt or a hat or a button, I, I don't see what's wrong with that. You know, maybe a scarf, a, a sticker on your fanny pack. I, I really, I don't see the big deal is what I'm saying. You should be able to express your political, obviously you're expressing your political support through the vote that you're doing. But also, you know, it's a very, it's, you know, it's very important. Voting is very important to some people and they might want to show on the day of of the poll that, hey, I'm all in, and here's what I'm here's what I'm about, and I'm expressing that to you visually before I go in. You know, I'm not saying she can grab somebody by the throat and be like, "You better vote, you better vote for McCain." I mean, never mind, that was years ago. You you better vote for the other guy. Uh, you, you know, you know that's not going to be allowed. You can't put your hands on people. You can't tell people what to do. But why not be able to wear the expression of your political choice on that day? Do you guys agree with me or not? Am I am I out of line here? Call the show six four six four five zero. 2012. Yay! Hey guys, it's Jonesy. Thanks for listening to Weird AF News once again. I appreciate you. I want to give uh, some love to Bruce Harrison who sent me an email a few days ago to let me know about uh, Weirdness Day. He wrote, uh, Austin, Texas celebrates Weirdness Day. And it was um, it was a few days ago. I missed it. I apologize, Bruce. I, I meant to read your email earlier. But I guess it was the other day. Weirdness Day. And he sent a link. It's a, it's a pretty funny tradition in Austin. I think I really could find a home in Austin. I mean, it's very weird there. The people are weird, it seems like. Y- you have weirdness day. I mean, I think it's perfect for me. Perfect for me. I just can't deal with um, Texas. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> I know you guys don't think like you're like really Texas, but you are. You are. You're Texas, okay? And as much as I love your barbecue, I just can't. I just can't do Texas, man. I just can't. Not to live, I don't think. No, not to live. I'm going to stick to Southern California because I like uh, I like to breathe in fiery ash all day. That's cool. I got ash in my hair still, I think. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ashed on all day yesterday. Isn't that great? At work. Just ashed on all day. Ash in my hair. Breathing it in. Thank God I wore a mask. But seriously, it's, it's out of control. I don't know who, who can live this way. I, I mean, I'm doing the best here. Hopefully, it, it all gets better. Hopefully, life gets better, guys. I think it does. Does anybody know? I mean, can we look this up? Should I Google this? Go- I'm going to Google, does life get better? Hold on. Okay, Google. Does life get better? Google, does life get better? Okay, Google says, uh, oh, uh, don't expect it. Okay, I won't expect it, all right? If it comes, it comes. If it gets better, it, it gets better, you know? It's uh, <laughs> we got, it's all uphill from here, guys, is what I'm saying. Uh, listen, check out my Patreon if you'd like to see some pictures of my tattoos and listen to bonus episodes. That's pretty cool. There's extra weird stuff on there. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Uh, yeah, you can also download my comedy album and... Uh, Maybe I'll put, post a photo of my car covered in ash. That's pretty fun, right? <laughs> Life is good, guys. Life is so good. So good. What can I say? So great. Also, follow me on Instagram, at Funny Jones, which if you did, you could have saw the ash falling from the sky yesterday and my, my co-worker's car covered in ash as well, which was hilarious. He came out very displeased, very displeased. I was laughing. I laughed really hard because his car was covered in ash. Oh, God. He thought it was a disgrace. I thought hilarity, hilarity ensued. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, I really think everything's funny, which can be very off-putting to people. Are you like that as well? You find all sorts of shit funny that others don't, and then you're like, ooh, at what point? There's like a fine line between it's funny and then it's just straight up rude to laugh at it, and it's insulting to laugh at certain things, and I just can't help it. I just think everything is hilarious. 
Um, but maybe that's why I, I tried to be a comedian. Maybe that could be why. I think everything is funny. It's funny. You, you know, you think everything is funny, then you get on stage to test these things. Half of the stuff you're like, ah, oh, shit, that should have stayed in my head. <laughs> Not funny at all. The lady falling off the bus. Oh, boy, I thought that was a hoot. Okay, okay. Next joke, next joke. Oh, God, when will I be on, on stage again telling jokes? I can't wait. That'll be a, that would be a dream come true to do that again. <laughs> when was the last day I was on stage? May 9th or something? Oh, my goodness. We're going on four months without even being on stage. Oh, I'm losing my mind, guys. Is it clear I'm losing my mind? Okay, I'm rambling a lot, and, and new listeners are like think that this is unacceptable. I apologize. You don't have to listen to the outro. You really don't. Uh, what do I want to do? Oh, yeah. Okay, my email, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can send me articles or whatever. I left the phone number to the show. The Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones as well. Facebook page is Weird AF News. Check out the website, weirdafnews.com. All right, guys, see you tomorrow for more weird uh, news. Hey, Jones, and my name's Robert Finch. And man, I just wanted to say your Florida Fridays episode is so accurate. There is so much weird crap going on down here in Florida. Like, this is just an example of it. And this is a true story, too. At my Walmart, so uh, there's a Walmart right down to the road from my house. But there's a sign outside of that Walmart that has to explain to people that you have to, that stealing is felony. There's literally a sign outside of the Walmart that's saying stealing is a felony. And that you will be arrested. And people being arrested in that Walmart is just a common sight. People don't turn eyes if somebody's being arrested in that Walmart. And I'm not joking about that. That's just an example. Like, people wouldn't be surprised if someone just got divorced and then they went into Chili's and said, I got to get my baby back, baby back, baby back. It's like, Florida down here, it is crazy. Okay? I love your podcast, man, and keep on doing Florida Fridays. So I got a word from the boys the other day that we were going to go camping, and uh, I ain't had much to look forward to in some time, so I ran around the house with my backpack, you know, looking for some gear. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm... It was about a week out before I'm going, and I grabbed a, uh, some rope, you know, a pair of gloves, a flashlight, and I figured, you know, some duct tape, you can always use that, and I put it all in a bag and set it by the door when I was waiting to go, and I went off to work the next day, and my wife called me at work and asked me why I was making myself a kidnapping bag, and uh, uh, that's what I got, uh, that's what happened.